Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today we have Lane Britton with us here today. He's a team leader. He's a realtor. He's a business guy. Welcome to the program. Hey, thank you so much for having me today. I am really, uh, really feel honored to be here. Superb. Uh, how many years have you been in the business? So this is currently, I'm just about in for eight years. So 2000, late 2015, I got into so You're the, starting to get the hang of it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so what made you decide to come into real estate? What were you doing before? So I was uh, 16 years in the car business prior to real estate. General sales manager or a sales guy? Yeah, so sales, general manager, general sales manager and uh, business finance office as well for a while. So kind of just trying to get all the different areas under the belt. Uh, and then, you know, had a, you know, had a daughter. She was uh, you know, growing up way too fast and I was spending way too much time at the car dealership. And uh, I was selling luxury cars to a bunch of realtors and I was really kind of promoted, prompted, I guess you could say, by a few customers saying, you know, you should think about this, right? And I did. Because for a lot of realtors, there's two types of realtors. There's realtors that are like, I was an office person, I was a business person, but never a salesperson. They come into the business and they expect it to magically work. And then you have people that were salespeople coming in. It's like, oh my God, instead of selling like a $100,000 automobile, I get to sell a million dollar house and make a lot more commission. And you get to put your sales skills to use. So when you came in, what was the first year like? You know what? I was really fortunate just because I was uh, 10 years here in Victoria at a luxury car dealership. And so I had a lot of great clients that I built wonderful relationships with. Brilliant. And I literally leveraged my database in, in my first year, more money in my first year in real estate than I made in my best year in the automobile industry. And I uh, just went, wow, you know, this is, this is awesome. And it's just been uh, an upward trajectory since then. How many transactions the first year? So first year was 18 transactions. Hold um, on, stop right there. That is freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Please go on, then, then how did you, where are you now? How did it progress? Yeah, so, you know, the first few years were just like me slugging it out, you know, hustling around, doing what you do, right? Uh, prospecting, networking, just really trying to, again, like I just, I hammered on my sphere mostly started getting into uh, some online lead generation, got into, you know, got a great platform for my website through Real Geeks. Nice. And uh, really started working those leads, spending more time on social media, you know, those kind of things. Everything was really kind of very organic. I, I tried not to spend a lot of money, but at the same time, you know, you spend money because you think, oh, that's that's the next best thing. I'm going to grab, right. I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab. So, you know, I made a lot of money in my first year, which is really awesome. Spent a lot of money to make that money. And every other year from there, you know, I've been able to expand the business with, you know, keeping that spend, you know, more on a control. scale. 
Yeah. How many transactions this year uh, are you going to do? Well, between the three of us on the team, I would say we're probably going to be 120 uh, plus nice. by the time we, we're all said and done. Brilliant. Were you part of the team before and then started your own team or did you just go from solo to starting your own team? Yeah, it was kind of funny because I knew a lot of the managing brokers when I went and interviewed um, for positions uh, or for places to put my license. And, you know, I was approached by a lot of people uh, going, you know what, you should come on the team, you know, learn the business. You know, I just didn't like the commission splits, you know, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, I, and I really took a lot of that into my thought process when I actually did eventually build my own team because I run a team much different than, you know, your traditional kind of team would be. Tell me how a traditional team's run and then we'll take a look at what you're doing. Sure. Yeah. So a traditional team, you're expected, you know, you've got a lot of accountability on you. You know, yeah, you might be getting some some leads put through to you, whether they're through an ISA or through or not. And you have to do the work. But, you know, you know, the average here, you know, they can take up to 70 percent of the of the commission. You're getting paid 30 percent. You still got to pay your fees. You still got to pay your brokerage fees. Your, you know, all that. Kind of education, stuff. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, those were one of the things that you know I thought, you know, geez, you know, if I'm going to be investing into this, uh, and I've always been a big believer in investing into myself. So I just said, you know what, I think I'm going to do it on my own, and that's going to be my catalyst to be able to afford to be able to uh, start a team. Nice. So, uh, how would you describe the culture of the team? Like, what's the vibe like? You know what? It, it's it's kind of funny because, again, too, in a traditional team kind of sense, you know, you would be, okay, great, you know, you're getting some stuff covered or whatever. I've got two members on the team. Trevor was the first that joined uh, with me, and he came out of the car business, so we actually used to work together nice. in the car business. And, you know, so I, I tried to give him all, that I, all the knowledge that I picked up in the first few years, and, you know, he's in a different area than I am, but it's an area that I did spend a lot of time and did a lot of transactions in. So he lived there and was great because we're like, okay, you know, we can kind of expand this, this area. And then when we decided to leave our previous brokerage, uh, I ended up bringing, well, two other members with me. And so we were up to four. And then with Hardeep, she again is in a different location. So we were able to kind of, you know, work this basically triangle of the South Island, right? So nice. it, was, it was really nice. We had this great coverage uh, and we do work very much like a family team. And, you know, we just kind of more work like colleagues than really a, a team, but we have a, a great connection together with how we do business. And then, you know, I started thinking about, you know, how can we build a team? And I just really had a hard time with thinking, okay, I'll bring somebody in, you know, give them a small salary, pay them, you know, 30% or a deal transaction fee because I didn't really know. And I still don't know how to, you know, find that person. Right. And and how will they fit in? So with one of the other people that was on the team, uh, you know, there was just so much of an urge for her to be able to be her own self that, you know, I helped her with, rebranding with setting up her business you know and and everything else like that so we just i just went from kind of a team leader to a support that's what a leader does absolutely right and with my assistant tracy who is incredible and and she is a is a huge part of my business 
she was able to be there to kind of help on that administration end on a lot of the nice. you know, different kind of paperwork clauses, things like that, because she was actually a former conveyancer. So she was the one that was going over all our contracts, making sure everything was right and doing compliance. So perfect assistant to have. And then, you know, with the new brokerage that we're with, you know, I'm really excited because instead of building a team, I've now been able to build this wonderful group of affiliate agents. And now I'm leveraging my time to create better agents. And those agents are now, you know, it's contributing to my income, which is amazing. Like it's just, it's a phenomenal thing to be able to, help somebody be better at what they do in their business and work of their business and life and everything else like that and be able to make an income from it. So I nice. feel like I'm pretty blessed. So let's kind of break down real estate. Uh, one of the areas is uh, networking. You've been to networking events. So what mistakes do typical realtors make when they go networking at you know the local chamber event or uh, the local newspaper? What do they do and how do you do things differently to get more uh, more business out of those events? Yeah, so when I do stuff like that, I'm not looking at it as business. Like, you know, I don't go there to sell my business. I go there I to, be, to create a relationship, you know what I mean? And through that, I've been able to, you know, really get a, a sphere that I could literally turn off all my lead generation, everything, and I'd still probably do... 30 to 50 deals a year just based on referral. So let's pause you right there. I was talking to uh, an agent, a really successful agent uh, a few days ago. And he said, you know, when he first started, he'd be sitting in the car with his, uh, his team leader and they'd go in to do a listing presentation. And this is what his team leader would say, come on, dude, let's go make some friends. And he truly meant it. He went there, let's figure out what's going on for them. Let's make friends. And if we end up getting the business, all the better. But the goal was never to, we're going to get them to sign the document and do this. Just like you said in networking, let's just go meet people and make friends. And then uh, with good intention, good things happen. Well, and you know what? I, I just think that it's definitely, it's always been relationships over transaction for me. Yes. Even even in the car business, you know, I had managers that just would be like, what are you doing? Why? You know, you got to sell, sell, sell. And I'm like, you know what? That wasn't the right car for them. But, you know, I made a great friend. They're like, well, that doesn't put any money in our pocket. And guess what? That person would refer so many people to me to come in and buy the cars that I would sell because I really helped and I really had their best interests at heart. And people can feel that, right? A hundred percent. And that's where I really just felt that if, like, if I was going to do this, I, I wanted to be different. And, you know, that's kind of my tagline too, is, you know, doing things different than, and getting great results. What right? mistakes do typical realtors make in networking? Well, again, too, I think that they're just looking at it as a, just a business only, you know, like a transaction, transaction, transaction. And, you know, like in the car business, I would always say, you know, make the make the friends and the stickers will come on the board you know what i mean the that's absolutely a little sticker on every time you sell a car but in real estate i always told people i said look at you know what i'm not going to sell you a house okay i'm going to educate you on the market i'm going to educate you and find you products that fit to what you're looking for and i've only known that because we've now developed a relationship and i know what you need and what you want and you know what you're going to what's acceptable, what's not. 
So I've listened to you twice as much as I talked to you. I'm going to translate that into a bunch of products. But when you walk through the door, I'm going to know just by the way that you look at it, that this is something that is going to work for you. And you're going to have that emotional feeling, that connection. Uh, and then that's where I step in and do my job. And that's negotiating out the best terms and conditions that I can possibly get for you. And, you know, from there, you know, that's the relationship part of it. Yeah. You know, I can sell you on me. I can sell you on what I can do to sell your house. That's fine. And that's the marketing and everything else. But if I was prospecting, I would never be saying, you know, like, hey, this is what I do on a daily basis. I'd be like, hey, you know what? I just want to get to know a little bit about you, see what your motivations are, timelines, you know, what you love about your house, what you would love to see in your next house, you know, what's important to you? Is it is it a school catchment? Is it that you want to have recreation close by? Is it because you're aging and you need to have a hospital that is going to be able to be there or a pharmacist or a, a clinic or something like that? You know, really understanding your client's needs is huge. Absolutely. So let's take a look at the second area, which is, uh, by the way, do you know how to make a grown man cry? Do you know how to make a salesperson cry? Nope. Give him a telephone. <laughs> so, there's lots of call reluctance. So how do you see the phone as a tool and how to use it effectively? Like what would be three pieces of advice that you'd give realtors? If you're a realtor that wants to build your business, this is how you use the phone. Well, I'll tell you right now, your phone is your number one source of contacts. You, you put it in there, you've got an entire business in your phone, I can guarantee you. Yep. So use that. Now, this may sound funny, but it's for all the people that believe that when you put it out there in the universe, it comes back to you. I often will be driving in my car and I'll think of somebody. You know, whether I see a car or something that reminds me of somebody, somebody will pop into my head. I literally pick up the phone. Well, I don't. I'm in my car. I yeah. use Siri to send oh, it yeah. to the car. And I call those people. Hey, I don't know why you came into my head. I needed to give you a quick shout. Just wanted to see how you're doing. The amount of business alone that I've gathered just from a, a quick thought of somebody and reaching down and, and hitting call, it, it's mind blowing. And, you know, and it happens to all of us. It's just that we go, wow, that's weird, you know, and, and don't think about it. Or we don't do it. It's like I should call him, yeah, yeah, later when I'm at home and when this is right. When you get like that uh, internal ping is what I call it. Yep. You get a ping. It's like, oh, just reach out and say hello, see what's happening. And it's usually uh, quite useful. Well, and we're in such a world where, you know, so many people don't make a phone call anymore, you know? Yeah, it's a, especially for the younger generation, it's a lost skill. Like today I was talking to uh, uh, this woman and she said she's got a vision board. And a week ago she put down, I want to get an opportunity to speak in public. And she said like two days later, one of your people called me and said, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And so today she was on the podcast. So I put it out there and then it happened. So the universe will help you. You just got to help yourself first. 100%. You just got to be able to accept that into you, right? And I think if you're a realtor making phone calls, rather than going, you know, hey, Lane, this is Umar, how are you? Uh, and all that stuff is just like, hey, Lane, it's Umar. The reason I'm calling is blah, 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 blah. Do you have a minute? And just getting to the point really, really quickly helps people go, yeah, I do want to talk to you rather than trying to fake a conversation. 
you can't fake it. You know, people, people pick up on it instantly, right? Absolutely. So one of the other areas that realtors have difficulty is, for whatever reason, the market has changed and the house was listed at X and that's no longer viable and the market is proving it. Having that conversation about, hey, we need to change some parameters to get this thing moving, a lot of agents dread that conversation and will do anything to avoid it. What's your advice to them? How to handle that kind of situation? Well, number one, first and foremost, you've developed that relationship with that person that they're looking to you for your advice. They're not going to scorn you when you say, hey, you know what? We went for this price. And, and you know, because often like when I'm with people, you know, we, we give them our best, you know, number. They may want to tweak that. And, you know, you got to work together, right? And you find that spot. I kind of pre-negotiate already, you know, as we start that, you know, in, in, in the market where we just had, where it was just skyrocketing, you know, you could overprice and it would catch up. We didn't do that. We always kind of tried to keep in with what the consistent selling prices were. And then of course we had tons of bidding wars here and we saw houses sell for hundreds oh, of yeah. thousands of dollars. Which oh. is much better to start a bidding war than be priced too high and not have one. Correct. And now after these last two crazy years, now we've seen this change. Of course, we've had a flood of new agents that don't know how to work in a market like this. Whereas I've seen three different changes in our market. Well, three different ups and, and you know, a couple different changes as mm-hmm. those ups change. <laughs> and so diversity is always going to be the thing. But in, in regards to talking to your client about that, you just have to say, you know, you hired me for a reason. I'm here looking out for your best interests and your best interests, you know, right now means that if we want to sell this and we want to do and complete what you're looking for, we're going to have to make some adjustments because the market is adjusted. You know, it's conversations that are never fun, but they're necessary. So you kind of have to have that mentality of, you know, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. We can't just butter it up all the time. It comes down to that relationship and how you start that relationship off with trust and the agent really listening to their, uh, their client. Yep. And you know, your client listens to you, you know, you're going to have some customers that are obviously difficult and that's fine, but ultimately they chose you to represent them and their best interests and they will listen to you. They won't take offense to it. Mostly. So you've started a team and you've got a few years under your belt. There's probably some things you did really well and some things that, you know, could have done better. So somebody starting a new team, what would be five pieces of advice you'd give them? Uh, you know, you've got to really research what a team is. Okay? Yes. And I got into like when, when Trevor came in, I was definitely not ready. Circumstance and friendship was one of the motivating factors there. And we've had to kind of fumble our way through. I mean, it's just what it is. And, you know, we mesh very well together. We have a great dynamic, you know, everything we do, we do a ton of social media, lots of videos and people love watching how we interact with each other and things like that. And we have a ton of fun doing it with Hardeep. It's a completely different situation. Again, we have a great dynamic together. We do a ton of videos together, you know, things like that, but it's just a different business model that we have. She mainly deals with new develop, new builders and things like that. And of course, she's got a very big community that she works within. And of course, you know, she her prospecting comes very organically, whereas me and Trevor have to really kind of put ourselves out there and we're working for that everyday kind of person that we need to, to be in in residential. 
So if you were starting a team, I would definitely look at how to really set that team up. And these are the things that, you know, like I have to look internally because if I was to do it again, I would do it absolutely completely differently. And I would start it in a completely different manner and I would run it in a completely different manner. But at the same time, I've learned so much about how I would do it. Absolutely. You wouldn't know unless you do it the first time. And on a scale of, you know, if we were grading you, I'm not sure what grade you give yourself. Might be a B or a C. But the next time you do it, even this team's going to get better as you go. And I think that's taking action. Thoughtful action is really, really critical. If you wait for perfection, nothing's going to happen. Never. And you know what? I look at this as, as a business, not as a job. And, you know, the way that I, would, that I run everything right now is very process driven. We have a huge lead generation aspect of the company and all those leads are shared through everybody in our group. I take my share, they keep their share. That's how I run this group of people now versus having running a team. One of the things I'd recommend, uh, let me tell you a story first and then I'll give you a recommendation. I had a client that ran a marine parts distribution company and uh, they had a tough time getting engineers to fix marine engines. So they ended up by securing a government grant to start a school to train uh, technicians to become uh, engine mechanics. And out of each graduating class, they would offer two or three of the uh, graduates a job in their company and the other folks got jobs in other companies. So they uh, basically created their own market to get talent. And how it relates to you is I wonder if So here's where I think some of the shortcomings in our industry are. One of them is uh, sometimes sales is seen as a dirty word in what we do. It's like, you know, hey, they'll like me. They'll want to work with me. And sometimes you need to sell, not force anybody to do anything. But if you're a good salesperson, you listen, you help people get the realizations they need and you help them get exactly the home that they want or sell the home that they're trying to sell. So I wonder what would happen if you said, okay, I'm going to get people in the auto industry that have really good sales skills and teach them this industry and that you just become the car guys. That way you don't have to teach them how to sell. You may need to teach them some other stuff. I wonder if that would work or it would be like a, who knows? It could be a TV show, reality show. You could be there. Well, it's actually funny that you, you say that because like, honestly, my one of my biggest goals that's coming up is that I'm going to eventually have basically a kind of real estate school, right? So something that, you know, after you get your license, you know, you, you, you learn all this stuff, you get your license, okay? you, you have zero idea of what real estate entails. And, you know, when most people go into a brokerage, they, you know, they get, oh yeah, we got training, we got this and they got that. So you get through the brokerage door, they go, oh, yeah, here, here's the website address, click and watch the videos, that's your training. You scan the room looking for somebody that makes eye contact. And you're like, oh my God, can you help me? Yeah. Can you really give me that bit? You know, that extra thing that I need. And I found that guy, which I was so lucky about. Claude Del Mare, he's the lovely guy. He's amazing. He's retired in Costa Rica now. Total goals. Anyways, the, the, the fact is, is that I see a huge disconnect in this business. This business is set up for failure and I hate that. And that's why I leverage so much of my time for every one of my agents. You know, we have 14 now and we're growing all the time. So with those 14 agents, they can reach out to me anytime. I'll absolutely work with them on ideas, anything that they need. But to set up something where you go from getting your license to having the basics, 
having some setups, having some systems, having some process, getting your blinders put on so that you're not trying to grab all the shiny stuff that's oh, dangled yeah. in front of you from a million different marketing companies and focus on making a better agent. That doesn't matter if there's 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 10,000 agents in your market that you are going to be successful, right? And success is driven by yourself. There's a quote comes up from Bruce Lee. I don't fear the man that knows 10,000 kicks. I fear the man that has practiced one kick 10,000 times. And so just teaching them the basics can build a really good business. Absolutely. You, obviously, you have to have some sort of personality. You have to have some sort of motivation and why to want to be in real estate. But absolutely useless yeah. if you don't know how to execute it, right? For sure. And so certainly having a leader that you can follow that allows you to believe in yourself is critical. And I think you're that person. So before we part company lane, what is one thing in your life that brings you happiness? And what specific thing, not just like family. Tell me about a specific time I was with my daughter and, and she did whatever. Well, the most amazing day of my life was the day that my daughter was born. Like, nice. I, I can't explain the overwhelming amount of love, joy, and every emotion you can possibly feel. Like it was really the most amazing thing to me. And, and she is the most amazing and most important part of my nice. life. And that's what I do this for every day. But you know what, if I can tell you something that really makes me happy, okay? Like I'll tell you when one of the agents, you know, has a win. Oh yeah, huge. That is my, like, I'm all the way. <laughs> I absolutely benefit from that. I'm not gonna say. But that's not what the joy is from. Joy is from no. you help somebody achieve something amazing. Absolutely. And just bringing that. people that are, you know, had no confidence going in and are now just thriving. I will give you any time you need if I can help you get to that point. Ah, love that. What is a one tip you'd like to share with the world that allows you to be more productive, more effective, happier, sleep better, eat better? Like what's one tip you'd like to share with the world that it would uh, make an impact on someone's life? Really is just trying to find that balance, right? I, I struggle with it all the time, I will tell you, because it's very busy. I, I own multiple companies as well, so I mean, it's it's not just real estate. But, you know, honestly, trying to have and schedule in time for yourself, not just, and I'm not saying like, oh, okay, here's my family time, because I schedule that in all the time. Like, I mean, I schedule my daughter all the time. Where I struggle is just saying, hey, I'm gonna take this time for me. Yeah, self-care is really important. Lane, thanks so much for being on the program. Really enjoyed the conversation and best of luck on starting this uh, this school to build better, stronger, faster realtors. Thank you. I really appreciate all your time today and it was really great to be on here. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.